Good morning. Today's scripture comes from Galatians 6, verses 7 to 16. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Your pew Bible is the Old Revised Standard Version, and it is page 1015 in your pew Bible if you wish to read along. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. See what large letters I make when I am writing in my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh that try to compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. Even the circumcised do not themselves obey the law, but they want you to be circumcised so that they may boast about your flesh. May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. As for those who will follow this rule, peace be upon them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. Blessed be the words, Lord. When I lived in Seattle, we had a we had a house that was uh, overgrown. The backyard in particular was just overgrown with trees and blackberry bushes and uh, a little scotch broom somewhere in the back there. And uh, the lawn was, ba- was not really a lot. There wasn't a lot of grass. It was basically moss because not enough sunlight got in there and you know, it's wet in, in uh, Seattle. So I would go out back and mow the moss, basically, around the backyard. And I always, I always had big plans for the backyard. Like I was going to, you know, groom the, the hills, because we had this little grove of trees, what, what Jack used to call the scary woods, uh, kind of back there in the back of the house. And then, you know, it, and it made, it was a, very cool setting and I would have loved to have a nice green groomed lawn and had little dinner parties out there and I envisioned uh, some kind of water feature coming out of the scary woods making that beautiful trickling noise of water splashing across the rocks as you know we enjoy a wonderful meal out in my beautifully groomed backyard dreaming about it was about as far as i got really there were (laughs) uh you know there were there were a couple of times a tree fell on the fence i did have to pull that tree out of there once and uh, take care of that but it really wasn't yeah you know uh the 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 notion of yard work out there just it seemed overwhelming there were just it was just too much it was it was too much to do too much to to deal with 
there were spiders involved, and I'm not a real fan of spiders. If you, I don't know if you know that about me, but, but spiders kind of freak me out, so I would have had to put on a hazmat suit uh, to get out in those, in those things. Plus, you know, blackberries uh, are kind of nice to have around, even though they take over the world. <laughs> but it's nice to go pick some blackberries, although Virginia rarely let them grow big enough to harvest uh, you know, before grabbing them and eating them. And um, and moss is kind of squishy on your feet if you're out there. It's not uh, it's not too bad, but suffice it to say that that I had big dreams about what that backyard would look like, and this is true of the whole house actually, and just never followed through with that. Never did anything about it, boy. But in my head, it looked great, <laughs> and we never had a dinner party out back in my in my yard because it was pretty overgrown. I think Paul in our letter today as he is wrapping up this this letter to the Galatians. This is his final word. And he he's kind of getting at uh something he might be telling me if if I were standing with Paul in my backyard and explaining all of his dreams, all of these dreams I have for the backyard probably for the 50th time. He might look to me and say, well, you know what? You reap what you sow. And if you don't, you know, that dream is great, but if you don't do anything to make it happen, it's not going to happen. And I think Paul is trying to say that to the Christians in Galatia, is trying to convey to them that you can sow your energy toward something that doesn't really produce the faith you want. And here he is talking about being adherents of the law. And, and, and for him, what signifies the law or what exemplifies the law is the, the mandate that all men get circumcised in order to be followers of Christ. Paul thinks that's ridiculous. Because if you have no Jewish background, circumcision means nothing to you. It doesn't even make any sense. It's just a ritual that you're doing to please other people. And, and Paul is saying, why don't put your energy into trying to, to follow all these rituals and make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted, but to put your energy toward your faith in Christ. And cultivate that faith and you will reap a harvest and if you put your energy in a bunch of empty rules and laws and rituals you might look good to the community but you your faith won't be any stronger and so he's saying put your energy right where it belongs cultivating and nurturing that relationship that you have with the risen Lord Jesus Christ with that connection you have to God through the life and teachings and the death and resurrection of Jesus and all the blessings that come through that Holy Spirit connection and and the other message that I'm getting from Paul is and if you just let it lay there if it's just empty words, if you are just Christian in name only, then that faith is going to be pretty useless. 
If, if all you get out of coming to church on Sunday morning is you've killed an hour and you know you feel good about being you know in our community or whatever you feel like you've done your bit for God if that's all you're getting out of being here then you're going you're not going to reap very much and the harvest is going to be small but if what we do when we come together is indeed celebrate who Christ is in our lives pray fervently in gratitude and in supplication seeking God's presence in our lives. If we come through that door expecting to find God inside here, expecting to be revived a little bit, expecting to be stirred up and inspired, if we hear the Word from the Holy Book, from the Sacred Scriptures, and we expect that God is going to speak to us through that, then we will reap a harvest. Amen? But if, we, if, if it's just empty habit and ritual, we only come because we've always come. And quite frankly, I dare say, if all we do is show up for an hour on Sunday, then our harvest is going to be small. But if we wake up every morning and we say to ourselves, God, as we look in the mirror, God, today I am living for You. I am going to seek to reflect who Jesus is in my life to that world out there. I am living today, God, a transformed life. And God, I'm longing for You to walk with me and give me everything I need. You know what we're doing with that? We are, we are pulling out the blackberry bushes. And we are ripping out that scotch broom. And we're thinning out some of the trees. And we're, play, you know, we're, putting, we're planting some flowers. And we're getting enough sunlight that the moss is going to die and the grass is going to grow. And we're going to reap... A harbor. We're going to make a beautiful lawn to enjoy a nice dinner party on. <laughs> and we're getting rid of some of the weeds. We're actively pursuing the reaped harvest. We, we're actively seeking God's presence in our lives. And it's rare that I hear of people just kind of stumbling into faith. And just staying there. Every once in a while we have these great mountaintop experiences that we never expected. But for the most part, day in, day out, a deep, meaningful, relevant, life-transforming, new creation, born-again kind of faith is something that you got to fight for every single day day amen every single day the joy that you reap from that faith has to be cultivated and nurtured and brought along and how do we do that pastor curtis 
We do that through, through prayer, through Bible study, through just devotionally listening to those words, meditating on who God is, taking some moments to be silent and listen to what God has to say, to seeing Christ in the world around us and seeing Christ in the faces of the people we run across and looking around at the world and saying, how can I and my faith change this world around us? And to come together in community and say, I am more than just who I am. I am part of the body of Christ. And we together can accomplish what I cannot do alone. Amen? That all of that is cultivating a deep and relevant and meaningful faith. And I, I, there is nothing I love more. And the reason I am a pastor, there is nothing I love more than seeing someone's life transformed by God becoming relevant to who they are. To seeing a reaping the heart. I get to reap the harvest of a deep and meaningful faith all the time. And it, it just fills my life with such joy. And it is my deep and fervent prayer that not only us who are gathered here today, but all of those who did find other things to do on July 4th weekend, <laughs> and not only those who are usually here. But even beyond that, those whom we come in contact with, it is my deep and fervent prayer that through what we do together, all those around us find the same kind of faith. Because it will transform lives. It will bring about joy. It will sow the seeds of peace and it will change the world. Amen? Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, as we hear these final words of Paul, who is telling us that this freedom we have been given, freedom to have faith in Christ and to allow that relationship to be nurtured, is not something that's just handed to us, but something we must take responsibility for, to cultivate, to nurture. And we hear Paul saying that we reap what we sow. And when we spend our energy cultivating a deep and meaningful relationship with You, what we harvest is incredible fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. May we indeed cultivate this in our lives. We ask this in the precious and powerful name of Christ. Amen.